You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hello and welcome to episode 292 of the Soul Forge podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you here in the podcasting headquarters listening to the show. It's episode 292. It's Sean, as always. This week, I have not just one, but count them, two. Two special guests. We've got Amanda and we've got Leah, and they're best friends, and they're both on the show with me here. Say hi, girls. Hi. Hi, girls. Ha-ha. 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 Well, you called me special. You are very special. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what we're going to do this week, as you could tell by the title of the episode, if you bothered to look at it, we're going to be talking about codependency. And I am dependent on these two ladies here to help me have a conversation because I couldn't do it by myself because that would be kind of weird. Yeah, it would be. Right? Yes, definitely. So, Leah, don't you have uh, some definitions of what codependency is? I do. So, I actually Googled what codependent means, and there are two definitions at this time. Uh, one is the adjective, which is characterized by excessive emotional or physiological reliance on a partner, typically one who requires support on account if of an illness or addiction. Quote, you go with her all the time because you're a little codependent. Or the noun is a person with an excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner, typically one who requires support on account or an an illness or addiction. Ah, okay. So could it just be because the person has an illness or an addiction or is it because they're afraid of being alone, do you think? Uh, That's a very good question. I'm really not sure. You know what, in my opinion on that is fear, a phobia of of being alone is also an addiction in some sense, or an illness in some sense, if you think about it in that term, right? Oh, Mm -hmm. can can you clarify that further? Well, yeah, I'm just, if a person is afraid to be alone, that's a definite fear, and Mm -hmm. it's obviously some type of illness, it's attached to some type of a trauma, which is also an illness. Right. So the fear um, of being alone and not having somebody else to take care of and then having to look at your own self uh, in the mirror every day is, that's also terrifying. So with the codependent thing, a lot of it for me personally, because I am a codependent type personality. So you identify. Oh, definitely identify identify as as codependent. Yes. Um, Granted, I've been working on it a lot in the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, I've also been working on addiction, which people who listen to the podcast regularly would know because you and I have 
done a podcast about my addiction. We have, and, and um, how you're doing. And yeah, that. so, and, and I'm not shy about that. And didn't you just have your two-year anniversary? Yes. Yeah, I did. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It really mm-hmm. is. It's the longest really... I've ever, ever had, so it's pretty cool. Um, but, yes, being a codependent person um, myself, it's just... Now, is that a self-diagnosis or an official uh, psychiatric thing? Oh, no, it's definitely an official psychiatric thing. Um, How do they diagnose you? As codependent? Yes. uh, It it has a lot to do with what other mental illnesses that you present with. Oh. Because with certain mental illnesses comes that um, it's right in the definitions of things like that, like borderline personality disorder, bipolar disorder, you know, things like that. Is it a symptom or a feature? Um, it's, it's just a symptom. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, symptoms, you can, they can go away, right? Yeah. So your codependency, you can work on and eventually you can become just dependent, not co-dependent. Right. So, um, there's certain things with codependency, it can go away. Mm -hmm. Whereas like other parts of my illnesses, those aren't ever going to go away. Okay. So okay. those are just period, there, end of story, need medication, you know, <laughs> but the codependency part you can work on. So so what's the difference between dependent and codependent? Well, being dependent on yourself is, you know, you're, completely... You're relying on somebody. Yes. Or you're, yourself. You're just relying on yourself. You don't have to, you don't feel the need constantly to take care of other people um, so that you never have to look at yourself. But isn't that kind of a, a part of life a little bit? Because you you have a relationship, for instance, and then you maybe possibly get married and you have children. Yes. And then, of course, you know, things change or could change. Uh, maybe you and your spouse no longer get along and the children grow up and they move on with their own lives and, and find mates and have children and mm-hmm. that type of thing. Um, so So that's kind of... I think everybody experiences at least one of those aspects of life, you know, where they get, um, they get those, those types of things, whether they get divorced or whether they, their kids grow up and and move away. Empty nest syndrome is a real thing. All of that stuff. Right. Because as, as women, especially, Mm -hmm. um, our role has generally been, you know, up to this millennium anyways, we are the caretakers, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. we are the ones who are constantly, taking care of the children, the husband, the, the house, the everything. So, right? so the children and the husband are dependent on you as a caretaker. Yes, which makes us codependent because we feel the need to take care of you. That's part of, co- that's part of codependency oh. is you feeling the need to take care of everyone else all of the time. And if you don't care about somebody, then you're just independent? No, if you don't care about somebody, then you're insignificant. So is there a... a- a link between let's say something like oh what is it um like other disorders such as uh munchausen's by proxy for instance say what now yeah what okay so munchausen by proxy is when um i'll take uh, there's something been uh something in the in the media a lot about gypsy rose blanchard how her mother had munchausen by proxy so her mother actually impressed on her that she was uh, incapable of walking she had cancer she needed all kinds of oh, things right. okay. and she was not she was actually not that way she's in prison right now for 
um, killing her mom because she found that that was her only way out of this situation. But um, that was the diagnosis for her mom. So she felt like she always had to be the only person to take care of her child because she felt... It wouldn't be a podcast without a dog barking in the background. That's right, I guess. Sure. Every time. Well, at least you know it's not me this time. You're not barking. Yeah. No. It's, at least it's consistent. Yes, not and not annoying at all. Not at no, all. not even a little bit. But it's you, not distracting. It, even and a little bit. You know what else is not distracting? Oh, God, here we go. This, I know, I oh, know, oh, I know. What is it? I'm so excited. Okay, so now you guys are going to hear like this super duper awesome, awesome other podcast commercial. Hi, I'm Joe Heath. I'm Tony Heath. And we host the Watchathon a Rassilon. A podcast where we're watching through all of classic Doctor Who. Nope, we've already done that. We did? Well, then now what do we do? What do we two do? We review New Who. Ooh, we two review New Who? We do, just for you. Who? Not you, them, the listeners of the podcast. Ah. The Watchathon of Rassilon. Now we review New Who too. Woohoo! And ladies, wasn't that amazing? It was. It great. always is. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's Are like you? one of my favorite parts of the entire show. Yeah, yeah, I, I, knew, I knew it was. Well, yeah, because I never know what, what I'm going to hear. That's so. what, and that's why I wanted to get it done at the front part of the episode instead of waiting, because I wouldn't want you to wait. Yeah, I'm not very good at waiting. Consistency is key. Yeah, I guess. But back to the codependent crap. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's and that's what it is. It's, it's crap, and I mean. I'm 48 years old now, and I'm looking back on my life, and all I've ever done is take care of other people. Like, right back to my childhood, when my parents had foster children. I would always take them on full force. Um, And then, you know, as soon as the foster children were gone, which were high-needs children that we were working with, as soon as that was gone, then I got into codependent relationships, where I had to... Now, now does that mean... If you're codependent, does that mean you rely on other people or you are the one who's the take, taking care of person? I'm the one who's taking care of the person. But you do that because... Because I feel like I have to. Because I feel like no one else is going to do it the way that I do it. Okay. And that if I don't do it, bad things are going to happen. To who? You or them? To, well, both, really. E- even though it's not your responsibility? Correct. I still feel like it is my responsibility. Okay. Okay. I still feel like it's my responsibility, even though it absolutely, in the grand scheme of things, is not. Okay. But in my brain, it's my responsibility, and if I don't do it, I'm a bad friend, a bad parent, a bad wife, a bad... Daughter. Anything. How exhausting is that? Uh, um, is it, like, constantly on the tip of your mind all, we t- all the time, or... Yes. It's never in the background? No. Do you think that leaves somebody open for uh, abuse? Absolutely. And, yeah, being taken advantage of. All the time. Because, mm-hmm. because the abuser will know that you're the it, type to take care of them, so they'll use you for everything? It's not just that, though, Sean. It's that you attract that to you. It's like we, well, me, I'm just talking about myself. It's just me, as a codependent person, it's like you seek out these people. So you don't have to think about your own problems? No, it's part of it? It, no, it's just, how do I explain it? It's, you're drawn to these type of individuals that you're going to need to uh, take care of and 
do their laundry, make their sandwiches. Right, and then they abuse the crap out of you, and they they take advantage of you, and you know they um, it then it becomes you know a whole different topic than codependency, right? Because then it goes into abuse instead of codependency. Uh, what, 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 but what kind of abuse? Mental, like, physical, it, any it kind of abuse. Um, yeah, financial. That's a big one because it's a control thing, right? Okay. A lot of the time, codependent people are controlled. Very controlled. But if they're already codependent, why do they need to be controlled if they're just naturally drawn to those people? Because the people that they're with, it's it's not a... They want control over the codependent person so that person doesn't leave. Okay. Because they like being taken care of and they like, right. you know, being... But, spoiled but in that way. Wouldn't the codependent person just naturally stay anyway, even without the abuse, because they nope. feel the need to take care of the person? No. No? No, because okay. a lot of people who are not abusive and not um, not like that, uh, they're dependent people. They are able to take care of themselves. Okay. Right, so then the codependent person will lose interest in that because they'll feel like they're not... Needed. Needed or wanted uh, or, you know, important or, you know. Okay, so a, code, a codependent person dates a person who's not an abuser or wanting to take advantage. And that means the codependent person will lose interest in that guy. Unfortunately, yes. Okay. Yeah, even if they're a good guy. Well, that's kind of messed up. It is very messed up. Yeah. It's it, very, very messed up, but that's how that's how it works that's how it works so yep. what kind of treatment is available for somebody who's codependent there's a lot of books okay. there's a lot of books there's um dialectical behavior uh therapy there's cognitive behavioral therapy um so it's there's books on both of those things dbt and cbt you know like you can look those up there's books on amazon there's workbooks there's there's so many programs that that you can take to learn the traits that are there and to kind of get away from them but you know like so I'm finally starting to notice that I need constant reassurance that I've done something right or I made somebody happy or you need an girl. Uh, kind of yes but more intently yes and because I put a lot of I put too much thought into everyone else and never any thought into myself. And has it always been that way? Yes. Like right from the time you were a little girl? Yes. And why do you think that is? Like, are you born that way? Is it the way you were raised? Is it something genetic? No, I think it was the way that I was raised and my um, circumstances. I really do. Okay. Had a lot to do with it. Huh. A lot to do with it. And then it just continued uh, into adulthood and it's continued up until this point. And, and did you recognize it in yourself or did you get a therapist that told you or did somebody else tell you how, how did you uh, figure this out I think I figured it out mm, when did I figure it out probably just recently really yeah <laughs> like if I'm being totally honest with myself I mean there was times where I knew that I didn't want to be in these kind of relationships and I wanted you know more so and I wanted to not be the friend who was making all the effort and paying for all the stuff and you know like because it wasn't just in you know um my romantic relationships it was also in my friend base as well right so 
needing the constant reassurance there, right? And, and, and you said uh, all the men that you picked to be your partners have been pretty consistent. They they didn't have jobs and all kinds of yes. stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Yep, for the most part. Because that means they needed you, so you could take care of them. Uh, yeah, and I didn't do any of that on purpose. It just kind of, it just kind of happened. Like, it just... It's subconscious? In a way, yes. And then once I got to a point in my life where I found... Um, don't get me wrong, there's been people in my life who have told me my whole life, what the hell are you doing? Like, right. you can do so much better than this or this or this, okay. right? Okay, But they were family members and stuff. You don't want to listen to your family when you're younger, especially. Oh, definitely not. Um, and then, you know, you get to a point where you have... Well, I finally got to a point in my life, because I can only speak for myself, where I have real friends like ones that make me not be codependent with them oh like us yes kind of like that yeah it's a little annoying i'm not gonna lie my cat's stuck in the room no she's believing she's hunting oh okay cats and dogs she'll bring us a toy in a moment oh good yeah so you find dependent very codependent she needs she needs reassurance that she's doing a good job yeah look at she's coming out Look, I, I found something. Look, I hunted something. I'm bringing it to you. Love yeah. me. Yes. Here she comes. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. She's got something in her mouth for sure. Yeah. Good good job there. Good job, Daisy. Good job, kitty. Daisy. Daffodil. Good <laughs> job, sweetheart. You're so good. Only well, look at that. Live butt. codependency here on the podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, live. This Very is nice. exactly what codependency so, is. Yeah. So your friends yes. that you've chosen in the past... Always, I paid for everything. Um, like, every time we go out for lunch, the bill would be mine. Um, every time we go somewhere, it would be me driving. Every time, you know, we'd do anything, it was me, me, me footing the bills for everything. And how did that develop? Uh, it just did. did. Did you just say, hold them, I'll pay for it, and they allowed it, or... No, it's just... They expected they, it? Yeah, it was expected. Because these were the kinds of people? Yep, pretty oh, much, okay. yeah. Okay, so this is like a comforting thing for you, because you know what to expect? Um, in a way, yes, and, you know, it, it just built on the fact that I was needed. I didn't look at it as being used because that wasn't the mindset that I was in. Okay, you felt needed. And then Uh, that's what you needed. You needed to feel needed. Yes, that's Mm -hmm. what, codependency is all about that. Okay, and then when you have friends like us who aren't trying to fleece you for everything you got, how does that make you feel? Weird. Yeah? Like, like, flat out weird. And how do you deal with it? Um, a lot of work, a lot of effort. Like, there's a lot of the time that there's things I want to pick you guys up that I don't because I'm learning, whereas before I just would have. Right. Um, so I'm I'm learning now that you're learning. Yeah, I'm learning. learning. (laughs) So, but it's hard. It's it's really hard because you know I like I like doing special things that. I know make somebody else smile because I'm so sad inside. Codependency has a lot to do with oh, depression. Okay. Um, so if you make somebody else smile, it makes me it, happy. It lifts you up a little bit. Yes. It's some kind of dopamine release for me that is... And how long does that last for? Not very long. That's why I just keep doing it over and over and over and over again. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. So now that you're working on this... Mm-hmm. 
what advice do you have for somebody else who has realized that they may be codependent? Oh, right. do, you have, do you have any advice yet? Or is it still uh, too new? No, no, I definitely have advice. Yeah, like um, I would say, you know, roll with the new changes. I know change is hard and it's scary as crap. Um, it's one of the scariest things in the world, change, especially for people who are codependent, at, at least for me. I'm speaking for myself with my codependency. But it is the best thing that you can do for yourself. I just got back from a trip to see my daughter, and it's the first time that I have spent actual money on new things for myself mm-hmm. in for just me. Just you. Just me. You didn't buy a bunch of junk for a bunch of people. No. Wow. Just me. How did that feel? Weird. I bet. Still feels weird, but you know what? I did it, and I don't regret it. I'm actually happy that I did. Good. Good. So, you know, it's <clears throat> my money, and normally I'm worrying and thinking about everyone else all the time. It's exhausting. Yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine. Because when I came back here after 20 years yeah. and we hooked up again as friends yep. and, and you started bringing me all this stuff all the time I was like I don't that, know what's going on here that's what I do yeah but it, it was I was like I don't I don't know how to relate to this because mm-hmm. that has never happened to me before so that's what I do yeah. because it's part of like, Leah can tell you yes she's my best friend it's, and that I've always been like that always. and I have to tell her to stop she does I've yeah. had to tell you to stop, too. Yes, like, you, you have. Like it's, it's not necessary. I don't need you to spend your money on me. And I've listened. I am listening. There's little things, like special things yeah, I still Yeah, don't get me wrong. Do. There's what, once in a while you'll, yeah. you'll tell me like a thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Get that for me. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, things like, too, when, when Leah and I went away together and, you know, I had the whole surprise set up in the room for her, that kind of stuff I still want to want to do. Well, sure, you're still um, going to do friendship stuff. Yes, like that, but... And was, Picking her up all this junk and crap and shit she doesn't, excuse my language, need right. or really want. Um, and I know she doesn't. And, and do I anything. give it to her and, you know, she puts on the act, which I can see right through because I'm not stupid. She's my best friend. Um, and then I just, now I feel more, not stupid, stupid's the wrong word. I just, it's not the same feeling because I know I'm not getting the same result right right so and that's the definition of insanity yes. correct right yep. is yep. doing, doing the same thing and over and over and expecting the same results well and, and and were you getting this stuff for all the people as like a, a payment for them to be your friends or um I guess in a way <clears throat> but no not really okay I would say it was more of a love me back right okay it wasn't a you know but we do love you yeah I know that I know that, but and it's... We, we don't need you to spend all your money on us. That's right. And I know that too. Now, um, I'm I'm learning all of that, mm-hmm. but due to past traumas and past codependence and past, right. you know, control it, issues and, and all the things and the it's stuff. A, it's and, a slow process to get better. Yes. It, it's a slow process to accept because, that I can just be loved for me. Right. But, mm-hmm. but giving stuff away to people still makes you feel good. Or not as much anymore because you've recognized. Uh, not as much anymore because I recognize. Okay. So that's progress. It is progress and it's always progress over perfection, right? It's oh, yeah. always... Yeah. It's More, a, it's a re- thing. Remember what they say. Perfection is the enemy of good. Who who says that? They do. Who? Who's they? They Just the ubiquitous they. No. Yeah. Q doesn't even say that. Somebody said it. Q didn't. 
Well, then maybe I coined the term right here live on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people, people say it. People, people so, say it. just for fun, I would like uh, Leah now to read some of the um, oh. traits of a codependent person since I've gone over. That's, um, a, that's a good way to wrap up Some the of the, the traits that, that I display due to. So, according to Everyday Health, um, signs of codependency include difficulty making decisions in a relationship, mm-hmm. difficulty identifying your feelings, Check. difficulty communicating in a relationship, <laughs> Check. valuing the approval of uh-huh. others more than you value yourself. Oh, gee, didn't talk about that at all. Lacking trust in yourself oh. and having poor self-esteem. Didn't talk about that at all. Fear having fears oh, of yeah. abandonment and oh. or obsessive need for approval. Yes. Yeah, oh, um, ting, ting, ting. We're, ch- we're checking all the boxes. Yes, today. we are absolutely checking mm-hmm. all the boxes. Having an unhealthy dependence on relationships, even at your own cost. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, jeez. Not relatable at all. Right? No, no. Having an exaggerated sense of responsibility for the <laughs> actions of others. <laughs> oh my. Please say you're done. I'm done. Oh God, thank I you. I am done. Okay. All right, so I hit on every single one of those. I think those are the eight signs you're in a codependent relationship. Oh, eight signs. There's eight. only eight? There's yeah, only eight. That's good, because I don't think I could have handled much more. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so my advice for my myself yeah. and for anybody else who cares to hear it is really recognize what's happening. And if you are valuing others above yourself, then you're not valuing anything. Because if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? That's very true. That's RuPaul. I can quote that one. Yeah, you can. Good job. So... That's it. Add a girl. Add a, add a girl. Good job. I don't need your freaking codependent crap, Sean. I don't need you to... You don't have to justify my thoughts or feelings or... Okay. No, you do really. Did I do okay? Was yeah, good? good job. Just check. Good job. She did a good job, right? She did a great yes, job. Yes, she did. Yes, Are you guys yes, sure? Because, like, yes. we can do it again. <laughs> if I sucked, we can do it again. Like, there's stuff I didn't touch on. It's okay. I, I think it I think it was great. Thank okay. you. That was fantastic. Yeah, you did a great job. And if you learned something, dear listeners, uh, send us an email, soulforgepodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget that episode 300 is coming up fairly soon, so if you'd like to leave an email or an MP3 or some kind of recording to uh, have me play on the show, that would be freaking awesome. I'm feeling a little bit codependent because I'm not getting any approval from you guys out there in podcast land. But anyway, other than that, I hope you all take care of yourselves and each other. And until next time, remember... You think you're being a low-maintenance partner, but you're actually just afraid your partners won't show up to your needs, so you pretend to not have any. You should impact the space you're in. It's okay to require things from the people in your life. You're not too much. That was too long. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated, and we hope you'll tune in again next time. Remember that you can visit soulforgepodcast.com for all of our social media links. And don't forget to share the show with everyone you know. The Soul Forge Podcast is your best source for living your best life. Think about it. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com.
ESOnetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.